Welcome back to the Freaky Deaky. Merry Christmas. The well, bell. Merry almost Christmas. Yeah. It's Thursday. We're almost there. We were going to release this on Christmas, but if we did that, no one would listen to it. Yeah. So it's Thursday. That's when we release episodes. And that's what we're here for the Christmas special. Three years in a row. Isn't it magical? Does that mean Christmas is on Saturday? Those are questions you shouldn't ask me, man. I don't know. I think it's a Sunday this year. Oh. I think it's a Sunday. If it's not, I can just cut this out. and It'll be fine. To get things started, as always, if you are new to the show, welcome. If you enjoy what you're hearing, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It is tremendously helpful and is really the only way that we grow and expand the show out and beat these pesky little algorithms. And you know what? It could be your Christmas gift to the show. It's that easy. It's that easy. You don't got to buy us anything. We don't need Amazon gift cards. Or Thank you. That was the best gift ever. Yeah. It feels so great when you press that five-star button. We get a little tingle from it every time. See that number pop up. I go, oh, oh no. So just picture that when you're pushing the button. Just picture a little smile forming on Christian in my face as we see one more review added in. And that could be you helping us out. We appreciate that. Truly, truly we do. Anyway. Yeah, I feel like, and I was kind of talking to you about it before we started recording, I feel like this year has flown by so quickly that like even planning something out just didn't happen. It was no. like, it was like you plan big, okay, we got the Christmas episode coming up. All right, we got to take care. And then like, we're sitting here and it's like, oh shit, this is the Christmas episode. Like everything in this year has just flown by. And I don't know if it's because I have a son now and all of my time is completely gone and I have zero free time and I don't even know what free time the concept is anymore. Or if it's just that my life is chaos and it will always be chaos until death. I think children alter the uh, space-time continuum. And it's possible. You, you, you probably heard about it way from other people before you, you even had a son. Mm. But you're like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And now that you're here, you're like, like that time has just disappeared. Yeah. I'll, and it's uh, yeah. almost like magically, like just... There's nothing magical about it. I, I'm not enjoying it. Maybe it's dark magic. Yeah, that could make sense. It's everything. It's the podcast. It's the business. It's my life in general. Like everything is so chaotic that I feel like I'm like way behind on everything. As someone that is a master of time management, that never happens. Well, and here we are having it happen for an entire year. So resolutions aside, next year's got to be a little sharper. You know? I think so. We're going to figure that out somehow. It, it will be. At the end of the episode, we are going to be giving away. We have a new car. Yeah, we do. Oh. And we're giving it away. No, just kidding. We don't do that. We're not Oprah. On a much smaller scale, we have new beanies in the shop. It's winter weather out there. You know, here in Alaska, we just survived snowmageddon. And we got like 400 inches of snow. Yeah, it was and it it's not fun. Yeah, it, it's not fun. And I've hated every minute of it. And now the white Christmas is turned into a white nightmare, which I'm sure several of our listeners are familiar with that is, you know, all that aside. So we're giving away Waffle Knit Sasquatch Meanie. We're going to tell you all about it at the end of the episode. Good luck and Merry Christmas. And all those other holidays, too. Sure. I don't know what they all are. Yeah. Do we need to release a Kwanzaa special, Christian? I might know more about Festivus. Well... The airing of grievances would be pretty great right now. So why are you airing airing grievances? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you knew what Festivus was. I said I know more about Festivus. Well, you apparently don't know the one of two rules of Festivus. I don't know any rules. <laughs> I know the one dad was just yelling about it all the time. That's all I know. That's it. Yeah. A Seinfeld reference without anything to back it up. Nice. Yep. That's how we're starting the Christmas special. Welcome, ho, 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 and Merry Christmas. Let's 
dive into this first. Christian, you go ahead and take the reins now. You take the reins of the sleigh. Let's get this bad boy in the air. We've got children to gift. We're not gifting children. That sounds a lot worse. We're giving gifts to, you know what? This fell apart quickly. Yeah, let's let's leave. Christmas elevator music. Back in the day, it was tradition on Christmas to share ghost stories. And so Christian and I decided that for the Christmas specials from here on out, we're just going to be swapping some ghost stories. Going to be, uh, it feels like a fun tradition. And especially with the type of podcast that we have, it seems very fitting for us to uphold that tradition with our listeners. And that's what we're doing. Yep. So now, that, now there's a bit of a preface there for everyone to know what's going on. Not that we didn't already preface this with the episode preview that you probably watched yesterday, but you know what? It's falling apart again. Christian, take it away. So while going through some of these stories, came across a story about Santa Claus's bones and where they're located. Santa Claus's bones, huh? Yeah, and since we're not a a podcast for normies, I figured let's start off with that. This feels like an episode of Supernatural. We found Santa Claus's bones. Oh, that might actually be an episode of Supernatural, but that's beside the point. It's fine. (laughs) That'd be weird. The bones of fourth century Bishop St. Nicholas can be found in Bari, Italy, in Venice, Quebec, France, Germany, Virginia. Okay, so Santa has been dismantled and he's been spread across the globe. Yeah. And, cover your children's ears. And there is a piece of his pelvic bone nice. in Morton Grove, Illinois. I mean, hey, where else are you going to keep that pelvic bone, you know? That's weird. That is that's weird. like That seems like some serial killer logic. Like, well, let's chop them up into bits. Once in, again, cover your children's ears. If they believe in... I mean, Santa is very real, and his bones... This story is fake. Christian's making it up. Anyway, continue. There is a St. Nicholas. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is associated with Christmas. Yes. We won't go that, that far, but I do have a little blurb from Matthew Blitz in Atlas Obscura to maybe explain why there's why there's so many pieces of St. Nick around. Yeah, probably about Catholicism and relics and stuff, yep, right? Exactly. Yeah. In Catholicism, relics are a big deal. <laughs> I just, you like how I just, that was, I, just <laughs> I just picked two words out of the next sentence. I was like, hey, that's probably about this, right? Yeah. yeah I, that seems to happen a lot, like every episode I know. now. They're always, I'm just trying to sound a lot smarter than I actually am. So yeah, I'll, I'll read ahead. You're pulling it off like each time it impressed me. I'm like, damn, that's exactly what it says. And scene. Yeah. From the Latin word. Oh, I wish you were looking at it so you could help me with this word. No. No. I'm going to. Butcher this from the Latin word reliquae. Yeah. Meaning remains. Relics are preserved, tangible pieces of heaven bound, venerated individuals, i.e., saints, that Catholics still on earth can worship. Relics, relics are divided into three classes. Third class relics are items that have touched other relics. Second class are items that were once owned, valued, or worn by a saint. And first-class relics are flesh and bone. So a third-class relic is a napkin that a cup was sitting on. Second-class relic was the cup. First-class relic was a guy drinking from the cup. Yes. Wow. Or, or his fingers that held the cup. Mm. Yeah. 
Or his lips, if they found just his Ooh, lips. If you could preserve them, yes. Yeah, they'd be a little withered. His raisin lips, let's call it what it is, you know? It's the type of lip I don't want to see. We've all seen old people, Christian. It's not that big of a deal. It's not fine. that old. Yeah. That was an old person sound for anyone wondering. We continue. Related, we have a story that I'm going to let Scott read. Thank you. It's the legend of Grand St. Nicholas, published by the Society D. S. Augustin Deskley de Brouwer, and you know what? Just about, a bunch of people yeah. in the early 1800s. Yeah, let's not even try to. Do all the French. Yeah. French is, for some reason, I can throw out a little bit of German every once in a while, but French, Mm. for me, is just wrong. It is just wrong, and I'm glad you can finally admit it. Yes. Our listeners have been saying it behind your back for years. That's fine. All right, so this is the legend of Grand St. Nicholas. Yes. 200 years ago. Yeah. It goes... You better not pout. You better not. <laughs> I just read this, the lyrics of some song. It's oh, fine. And another thing. Yes. This, this is a children's story. Mm. I just want to point that out from the 1800s. So everyone, go ahead and gather your children around. Apparently, this is... I've not read this story, but it feels like it's going to be really great. Yeah. Perfect for children on yeah. Christmas. Perfect. And this, if you can't tell, feels like heavy sarcasm. Yes. So anyway, I digress. Three young children went to gather grain in the fields. That evening, they came to a butcher's cottage. Butcher, may we stay with you? And so the butcher says, Come in, come in, young children. This is the right place for you. That feels creepy already. Yep. As soon as they came inside, the butcher murdered them. Well, turns out my intuition was right. Yes, again. He put them in a salting tub, cut in small pieces just like pork. St. Nicholas, after seven years, to the cottage came. Butcher, would you like me to stay with you? Come in, come in, St. Nicholas. This is the place for you. As soon as he came inside, Nicholas asked for supper. Would you like a piece of ham? I do not want ham. It is not good. Would you like a piece of veal? I do not want veal. It does not appeal. Okay, so is this... Is this a story about St. Nicholas, or is this a Dr. Seuss book you found, like, buried in the archives somewhere? That's exactly what I thought when Twisted I read that Twisted Dr. Seuss. This salting tub has what I want. Seven years it's been in this tub. When the butcher heard this out the door, he did run. Butcher, butcher, do not run. Repent, God will forgive you. St. Nicholas put three fingers on the edge of the salting tub. The first child said, I have been sleeping. The second child said, me too. And the third said, I have been to paradise. So only one of those children apparently was good because he went to heaven. Right. And the other two kids could suck one because they died and probably burning in all of eternity in the fire of damnation. Maybe, no, they were just asleep. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that too. That works. You can earmuffs kids. Nothing. It's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, what a strange story. That was pretty strange. Why would you tell kids that? Why? What has changed in our society to where we're like, at one point, someone was reading this story to their children, and they're going, you know what? Maybe not this year. Maybe not the salting tub and the murder and the butcher and stuff this year. Maybe this year we just focus on giving you presents. I think it's interesting because when you think about, like, Brothers Grimm, mm. the story kind of makes a lot more sense, but it was just so such a strange little like ghost story, kind of loosely ghost story. Yeah. But also Christmas related with Saint Nick and yeah. Kind of a moral tale. It's, it's so I was like, this is just too weird. I gotta so, so Saint Nick just shows up and is like, hey butcher, number one, let me rhyme about some meat for a little bit. 
Secondly, what I actually want is in this tub that you have, for whatever reason, still sitting out for seven years, just hanging out right here. That's what I want. Salty. These, yeah, it's these, very salty. These children are, I mean, you heard what they said. That just, I would have expected them to be a little bit more saltier, but. Yeah, well, number one, if the butcher got you, I'm just picturing Dexter, unfortunately, and that's not the image that I wanted associated with this, but I'm, I'm assuming if a butcher got you, he chopped you up into bits and pieces and not just, you know, it's what the placed you in a salting tub. No, he chopped them into bits and pieces and put them in the salting tub. So then St. Nick, with his three magic fingers... Made made the body parts talk. Gross. Or the ghost. Actually, it was the ghost, is my feeling, is what was talking. So the kids didn't come back to life. I mean, it's very vague. Christian, I need answers, okay? If you're going to throw something like this in here, I, we got to close this case off. Explain it to me. How did this work? I mean, this is a very... I guess the, the, the a moral tale... Yes. Based on the religion. I would under think you would understand what's going on here. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, because it's crazy, right? It's a crazy religious story. Scott must crazy. understand it. Yeah, it no. is crazy. That's why like, I have to throw this in there because that is just too out there. Yeah. And it's not what, when you hear like Saint this, Saint that. That's not the story I would have ever expected to come from a saint. And yeah. if you want more, stnicholascenter.org is where I got that story from. Wow. Stories for Kids is the part of that. I don't believe it is. Just, yeah, yeah if you want to type it into Google, by all means. stnicholascenter.org. It's, yeah. it's a .org. It's got to be legit. That's true. Yeah. That is how we decipher what's real and what's not. Yeah. .org, .gov. Fully trustworthy. Before we get into a couple more stories... Let's talk about the gruesome Icelandic tales that came from this, from Christmas time. In the saga of the people of Floy, a group gathers for feasting on Christmas Day, finally falling asleep, exhausted. That night, a knock is heard on the door. One of the revelers rouses himself to answer it and steps outside and disappears. One by one, some half a dozen men are picked off, for it turns out that specters wait outside to drive them in, in to drive them insane and to their deaths. I was hoping it's going to be Santa picking them off one by one. Once Christmas is over, the dead return in force. Not only are the rowdy Jostine's crew brought back as revenants, I don't know who that is, but I know what revenants are. But so are a number of dead locals, writes John Kiniko James in the article Ghost of Christmas Past, Christmas Ghost Story, Scandinavian Revenants, and Medieval Dead in England. Sounds like a real cheery book. Yeah. All right, let's get to some stories. Let's, do you have yeah. anything to say? About Icelandic shit? Yeah. No. It's cold. Not usually. Okay. I love their music. Uh, yeah, you would. Yeah. You certainly would. <laughs> From Paulina T., I was playing hide-and-seek with other little kids from my mom's village of Satua, Western Samoa. I was quite young then, so I always followed my older cousin around. It was the middle of the night, and most of the kids were used to hiding anywhere in the dark. I wasn't used to it as I was only there for the Christmas holidays. I actually live in Australia. Since we were all hiding in the graveyard, we were able to find our way around in the light cast by the church. We hid in the shadows and waited for the boy who was it. We could hear him coming, so we kept quiet. The boy was pretty loud. We wondered what he was making a fuss about, so we went to see. 
He later told us he had walked into the church as he thought that his brother was hiding there. He saw a boy standing right at the front of the altar. He didn't know if it was his brother because the boy's back was turned. He ran up and tapped this boy on the shoulder. As soon as he did, the strange boy disappeared and our friend fainted. <laughs> I I read fainted as farted. Oh, <laughs> that's, what, so weird. that's what made it very funny for a brief moment there. Good, good, good. I'm glad you were laughing. Yeah. We went home to tell his parents. We, we got back to find him still lying there, dead still. His parents took him home and never played, and we never played in that graveyard at night again. We later found out the boy's brother had been home the whole time. He hadn't been to the church at all. What really scared us was the boy who fainted has been ill since that night and still hasn't recovered. Whoever was in the church must have been pretty mad that we kids disturbed him. First off, what's rule number one? Never touch boys in the church. Oh, that probably is rule number one. Mm. Maybe I was thinking rule number two. Yeah, rule number two is don't faint around. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I'm I'm way off. What? I was thinking don't play in the graveyard at night. Oh, yeah, that's that's not even a rule. That's just common knowledge. That's common sense. Yeah. So that's something these kids did not have. That's like a law of nature. Yeah. I've never understood churches that have graveyards either. That seems spooky. I mean, I think that's just the way it used to be because yeah. everything was so close. Like yeah. Towns were so small. He was like, let's go to the church graveyard market. But also, I think graveyards, church graveyards were like holy ground too. So, mm. and especially for Catholics, because, you know, like sometimes I, there's that one graveyard where this husband and wife got buried and he was a Catholic or something and she wasn't. So she's buried right outside of the fence of the graveyard and there's like a statue of their hands reaching over t holding hands because she had to be buried in yeah. unconsecrated ground or something. Mm. I think she was Jewish or something or don't they have their own graveyard? Yeah, but they're these people are in love. Okay. You know, if you're in love and you just happen to be of different face by law, do you have to be buried far away? I don't know. Maybe I think once you're buried, you're probably not reaching out, you know? As as a dead person, you're not like, I hope I get to hold my dead wife's hand. Maybe. I mean, who am I? You know, yeah. Who am I to say? <laughs> Interesting. Nonetheless, the child getting sick is unfortunate, but also don't touch ghosts. That's what happens. Yeah. You get the ick. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. All right. This one is from Stephen Ty. All right. It was Christmas Eve and I was nine years old. After everyone went to sleep, I was laying in bed thinking of the presents I'd get to open in the morning. Been there? Yeah. I couldn't sleep, of course, so I did what many kids do. I snuck downstairs to see the presents under the tree. And that's when Steve caught a glimpse of Santa Claus making out with his mom, and he was not happy. That's, you know what? That's therapy for years right there. Very therapeutic to see that. You're right. Yeah. So, let me see. I snuck downstairs to see the presents under the tree, Maybe I wanted to catch a glimpse of that magical man that might show up. I'm not sure I was still a believer at this time, but I know I wanted to believe. I got to the living room where our tree was. It was bright and colorful all around thanks to moms. Is moms better than mom? Sure. Okay. I was only standing there for maybe a minute when all the color drained away. It's like looking at a black and white television broadcast. Then everything got blurry. Then the color came back. It was not the Christmas colors I expected, and it wasn't the same place. It was like a mixture of brown and red, muddy almost. And then I saw the monsters. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> That's what my young mind told me I was saying, at least. I started to cry and yelled 
for my mom. The scary thing with its huge eyes tilted its head a little. Looking back on it as an adult, it's almost seemed curious. Then the fuzziness came back, and then I was in the living room with Santa and a few elves. There was even a reindeer in the corner. We talked and laughed for what seemed like hours. Then they had to go. They left me alone in the, the living room. I felt alone, exhausted. Again, the fuzziness returned. My mother woke early Christmas morning. I was on the floor in the living room in front of the tree. And I know what you may be thinking. It was all a dream. Let me tell you what my mom experienced. She woke up, she woke about 20 minutes before she shook me awake. She got up and did the things mothers do. She looked in, in my room to Wait, check. She got up and did the thing mothers do, like cry while smoking cigarettes? Is that the... Well, that's. I think that part is just left unsaid. Mm. Yeah. Before leaving the room, she's sobbing alone in the corner like, where has my life gone? <laughs> yep. Chain smoking. Yeah. yeah. She got up and did the things mothers do. She looked in my room to check on me. I wasn't there. She thought I'd snuck down to catch Santa or to look at my gifts. She went downstairs to the living room, but I wasn't there either. She was still half asleep, so she retraced her steps to my room and back to the living room. Nope. She went through the entire house and I was nowhere to be found. Starting to panic, she went to grab the phone, which was in the living room. There I was, where I hadn't been moments before. She woke me. She looked scared, so I was scared all over again, and I told her what happened. I was very upset. After a bit, she calmed me down and said it was all a dream. Years later, when I, when I was an adult, she told me about looking everywhere for me that night and how I was gone. She admitted she lied about the dream because I was young and terrified. It worked. I always remembered this, but I thought it was just a dream. Needless to say, Christmas hits different for me these days. Christmas just hits different for me. Yeah, it's fun hearing you read hipster phrases like that. <laughs> really, really sets the mood. Is that a hipster considered a hipster phrase? Yeah, hits different? Hell yeah, that's something that is pretty recent. That's a mm. last handful of years. I don't even know if it's a hipster. It might be an entirely different cultural thing, and we're just gentrifying the fuck out of it, unfortunately. Sorry about it, but interesting. So Saved by Santa and the Elves, and one reindeer in the corner. Yeah, that was like a very uh, psychedelic yeah. um, experience. What was in those cookies, Mom? I didn't think about that. Yeah. Who knows? She like, actually made the weed brownies for Santa instead. Oopsie. That could explain daisy. a lot about the problems with Generation X, too, though. But they make weed brownies for their children? Well, Generation X were the parents who probably made the weed, had the parents that were making weed brownies. Mm. I mean, they were like, here, drink a beer yeah. with me. It's funny. You're three years old. It's funny. Watch them stumble around the living room. Yeah. We don't condone giving children beer and stumbling around the living room if you're wondering. Yeah. If you can't hold your alcohol, don't take a drink. Yeah. If you can't do it, don't take a drink, son. Yeah. Thought you were a man. No, I'm just kidding. Don't <laughs> be like that. All right. I'm going to give you a story here in a minute, but I'm going to read a little quick little blurb here yeah i hope it's by english humorist jerome k jerome in 1891 that is who it's by oh nice yeah, yeah. i was i had a feeling and that is for some reason that's like jerome k jerome it's, it's totally jerome k jerome yeah it reads just like jerome k jerome yep and it kind of rhymes like it too yeah great it always is christmas eve and a ghost story christmas eve is the ghost's great gala night on christmas eve they hold their annual fete 
That fetty. Fetty. <laughs> I have no idea what that word is. Yeah. Feet. Fat. Beat. Let's make up a different word for it. Their annual swarwet. Swarwet. I'm not kidding. Swarwe? Are you trying to? Yeah. Okay. Cool. On Christmas Eve, they hold their annual party. There you go. On Christmas Eve, everybody in Ghostland who's anybody comes out to show himself or herself to see and to be seen, to promenade about and display their winding sheets and grave, glo- grave clothes to each other. Whenever five or six English-speaking people round a fire on Christmas Eve, they start telling each other ghost stories. Nothing satisfies us on Christmas Eve but to hear each other tell authentic anecdotes about specters. It is a genial, festive season, and we love to muse upon graves and dead bodies and murders and blood. Written in 1891, like a modern-day true crime podcast intro. Sure. People were weird back then. I'm just going to say it. You can't change my mind. You think we're weird now? Yeah. You don't know the half of it, all right? It gets so much stranger back then. And that's fine. So just people are aware this is what smooth butter sounds like. It is. That's why we're letting you do it. I know. I like butter. Okay. Made it weird. Anyway, this is by V-Page, I guess. You should really put the by at the top of the, the stories if you're wondering. I'm sorry, man. All right. It was Christmas time of 1995 or 96 at my aunt's house on a reservation in North Dakota. Some of my family was in the living room watching television. The kids were playing in the rooms or sleeping, and my uncle, aunt, and I were sitting at the table putting a puzzle together. Nerds. No, I'm just kidding. It's fine. <laughs> my cousin, who worked at a casino, was due home around midnight or 1 a.m. That night, as she pulled up and was walking toward the house, she looked in the window and saw me sitting at the table, my uncle sitting across from me. She also saw someone standing to the left of me and someone standing in the corner. She continued to walk in the house thinking nothing of it. When she got inside, she said her hellos, put her stuff away, and came to join us at the table. As we were sitting there talking, she looked at me and asked who was standing next to me a few minutes ago and who was in the corner. I told her no one, and she said, Yeah, there was someone standing next to you. It looked like your mom, and she was playing with your hair. I have long hair, which I used to wear down all the time. She said this person was running her hand on my hair as a mother does to a child. It kind of freaked me out. I was probably only 12 or 13 at the time. My cousin swears up and down that someone was standing over me, rubbing my head and watching me put the puzzle together with my aunt and uncle, and that there was another person standing behind that person. We got around to thinking the second person was probably her mom, who'd passed away on her birthday a week before Christmas back in 1992, that she'd seen. In my family, we consider our aunts and uncles to be just like our moms and dads. After thinking that it could have been her, it didn't scare me so much. Around Christmas, something strange almost always happens. We just think it's my mom visiting us. How wholesome. Very wholesome. Very wholesome indeed. Yeah, the, I mean, the first reaction I would have is if someone was walking by a window and sees someone playing with my hair and then comes in and is like, uh, who's that person playing with your hair? I'd be like, okay, so I got to get out of this house right now. I'm sorry. Yeah. Christmas is canceled. Once again, we're out. Everybody has a different way of looking at their ghost, I guess. Sometimes it's wholesome and sometimes it's just terrifying. Sometimes it's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. But it might be the same ghost, just creeping out one person and stroking the hair of another mm. in a non-creepy way. Well, I was going to say, creeping out twice. Yeah. 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 Interesting. <laughs> now, I like reservation stories. Yeah, they're really, they got a lot 
there's a lot to a lot more behind them than you get from a lot of stories, a lot of history. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of stuff that just no matter how you try to understand it, mm. it's it's not understandable in our I guess our modern way of thinking sometimes. I wouldn't mind sitting down with, you know, a chief or something like that and just being like, tell me some just regale me with some crazy stories, man. Let's hear it. Some Hit of me. those stories and it, it reminds me too of like when you hear Hawaiian stories, mm. the old ones. Yeah. They're they're uh scary. Oh yeah. Scary, scary. Like I'm oh, yeah. skeptical, but some of those are like, no, I think that's true. Yeah, you're that so just, scared of them that you have to believe it. Yeah, like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to disrespect you by not believing that. Yeah, that's, that's real. so terrifying, yeah. it has to be true. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so. Yeah, we as, should cover some of those in the future. Yeah, be... as cool as those stories are, they sometimes they get way deep. Oh, yeah. And you start hearing, especially in a place like Alaska, where there's a lot of open space. And Hawaiians. Is no. true. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, especially in Alaska, that's where you get the most Hawaiian stories. Yeah, there's a... Uh, Definitely some some room for episodes in in that culture. Yeah, and maybe that's what we dissect in the future. We go, we get an interview with uh someone from a reservation. That'd be fun. That would be. I probably couldn't get it going in. You know, be like, hey, what's up? It's your favorite honky. Looking for stories. <laughs> Let me get out of here. But it's fine. Arthur H. Shall I read this one as well? Yeah, I'll let you read another. Thank you. You're so gracious. You're so buttery. Yeah. Okay. Like, like um, one of them buttery sweet sugar cookies. <laughs> what, the <fuck> is, <laughs> what the fuck is happening right now, man? This is weird. It's getting very weird in here. This is not the weird I signed up for. Um, yeah, you know, so this next one is from Arthur H. My mother, to whom I was very close, passed away. Damn, how many passed away moms do we gotta cover, dude? Back to back mothers, huh? Uh, my mother, to whom I was very close, passed away in 1964 when I was 17 years old. I left home that year and moved to Ontario from Nova Scotia. In 1969, I met a girl whom I will call Karen. <laughs> and we got, we got married in March of 1970. Sorry to any Karens listening to the podcast. I know, I feel your pain. Look, you're, you're talking to someone who had to live through the Scotty doesn't know phase. Could've and been. Scotty don't. So both of those, let me tell you, not fun phases to go through. It could have been worse. Charlie bit me. Yeah, I don't think that could have been worse. Anyway, in December of 1971, we were expecting our first child. We were living in a small one and a half bedroom bungalow. There was a fireplace in the living room. My wife and I loved that fireplace and we had it lit every night. It was lit, son. Totally it was lit. Christmas Eve. Me saying hip phrases isn't exactly great either. I'm yeah. in my 30s, so sorry, youth of the world. It was Christmas Eve, 1971. And we had just finished putting the gifts under the tree, and a nice fire gave off a beautiful glow. On the tree, one string of lights, which was supposed to flash, had stopped several days before. It was five minutes to midnight when the fireplace suddenly just about went out, and the string of lights started to flash, and the other lights stopped flashing. My wife and I were sitting on the floor, and it had become very chilly in the room. I looked over to my lazy boy chair, and a figure was sitting there, my mother with a big beautiful smile on her face. My wife, who had never met my mother, said she could see the same thing. This ghost never spoke, but just kept looking at me and my wife and smiling. At 12 midnight, the fire in the fireplace started up again, and the lights on the tree stopped flashing, and the others started and the others started flashing again. I looked over in the chair, and the ghost was gone. 
No matter what I did to those Christmas lights, they never flashed again. Yeah, because it was the 1970s. Yeah. Yeah, those are like one-time use, man. Those are candles on your tree pretty much, but that's beside the point. Yeah, that's... uh, What do you, what do you think it is about ghosts with the... Number one, the cold. Like, it gets cold. And that's like... You see that in every ghost movie and every ghost show. It gets cold. Things stop working. Clocks stop working. Weird stuff happens. Like, what do you think is up with that? Because I... That seems like far too common of an occurrence for it to be just made up for the sake of a story or maybe whatever dimension or place they're coming from. The temperature is not a big deal. It doesn't matter. So when you're a ghost, you don't need it to be in the seventies to be comfortable. You're just on an ethereal plane that might just be a different temperature. But if that were the case, wouldn't they just exist in our temperature then and they'd be fine? But like, like if it's an, is, is it an energy thing? Like where you need the energy to like, to be as a specter, you visually to, in order to like form and be visible to these people, like you're like taking up energy around you or you're, you know what I mean? Like, does that make sense where you're almost like, maybe it's a different type of energy that doesn't feel warm. You know, you're giving off that energy from whatever realm you're coming from. Yeah. And it's, you know, like, what do they call it? Cold fusion type. I don't know if that's even cold or warm, but. Well, it seems with the name. Yeah. It seems cold, yeah, but like. It seems like it'd be cold. You know, it. there are, maybe there are forms of energy from different dimensions that come across differently. And maybe that's why we feel cold or maybe it's an yeah. instinctive thing that just chills us to our bones. See, that's something where like, we have the, the science versus paranormal debate a lot. That's something where science could step in and try to explain something like that. Or like if you would have to obviously give in to the, the idea of paranormal entities or, or spirits or specters or whatever. But like, I think to, to get to the bottom of something like that, you'd need some scientists to be like, hey, like we're going to run some tests on this and figure out what exactly it is that's going on. To I think that one would be an easy test to run and it would probably come across as something from the body, maybe just a... a mm a stress response of some type that they could, tr they could trace, but it still came out of nowhere. Like, what do you, well, how would you explain the, the cold breath then? Like the, you know, well, that would be, I mean, that we see that in movies, but I'm not hmm. quite sure. Do you think in, that's just like a visual gimmick for like film? So people be, know that it's colder. Yeah, I think so. It, it, but I mean, we've heard it explained in stories for yeah. a long time too, but I think that's just a visual way to send that message to us. And maybe not that cold breath is maybe more of a feeling. Mm. Or something maybe one individual could see, but others can't. Yeah. Something like that. Because even in this story, it was the fire dies down, the lights suddenly swap the flickering, and it gets cold. But the ghost isn't mean. The ghost no. isn't an angry ghost or anything like that. It's the dude's mom and just know, wanting to come. Yeah, out. just smiling at them. And which, as an outside spectator, creepy as hell like for me you know i'm sure you've lost people too so it's like imagine seeing that person just sitting there you'd be warmed by that you'd be like oh this is great you know but yeah. as you know like if you had guests in the house or something they look over like oh god what yeah yeah what's I happening there's be yeah. a big difference between that heartfelt moment that you create yeah unless you know maybe maybe none of these ghosts are our parents maybe it's some demon just smiling wow. at us yeah but we have to rationalize it in our mind so we make it out to be a, a loved one. But it's just some demon, you know, there you with, go. With su demon saliva dripping down as they wait for our souls. You're welcome. Merry Christmas. I mean, I like where your head's at, but maybe save the demon talk for the demon episode. <laughs> you know what I mean? Christmas demons. That's next year's topics. That's a good one. I like that one. From Pursuit of Nostalgia. 
Pursuit. I do it all the Pursuit of nostalgia. Thank you. To give you some context, I'm adopted, and I was adopted (laughs) when I was two days old. Prior to my birth and subsequent adoption, my father's brother was diagnosed with cancer and lived with my parents in the spare room before I was ever born. Now to clear up some confusion, since I mentioned I was adoption, whenever I say parents, I'm referring, referring to parents, okay? Since I mentioned I was adoption. Yeah, you know what I mean. I was adopted. Since I mentioned I was adopted, whenever I say parents, I'm referring to the parents who adopted me, as they are, in all meaning of the word, my parents. God, I hate when people add shit that doesn't need to be in the fucking story. Like, we get it, dude. Yeah. We're not going to be like, wait, I thought you said you were adopted. That yeah. can't be your parent. Yeah, get out of here. Pursuit of yeah, nostalgia. Yeah, sometimes it's just too much. Yeah. Less is more. Less is more, Reddit people. During the la- latter stages of his cancer, he lived with my parents who aided in taking care of him and giving him a place to live as he could not work at this stage. He was an absolutely wonderful man from the stories my parents told me about him. Always playing pl- pranks in a lighthearted nature. Fast forward to his passing, he was surrounded by family and friends. He died in the room that would become the room I, I lived in until a couple years ago when I moved into an apartment. My father was devastated was with the death, right? Father actually had the same form of testicular cancel. Uh, cancel. <laughs> Sorry. Cancel those testicles. That's <laughs> uh, not a funny topic. Yeah, kind of is. Mm. Cancel the testicles. That'll be a fun soundbite for the future. <laughs> Whenever you start rambling on, no more instant constipation. Yeah. It's going to be cancel the testicles. Great. <laughs> Sorry. And I'll be like, Christian, every time you say something that doesn't make sense, I'll be like, Christian, have you lost your mind? <laughs> <laughs> It'll just be, you'll be like, what are you talking about? Like, you'll get it. Yeah. You'll get it. Uh, I, just, that, I don't know why that gave me the giggles. <laughs> I know why it gave you the giggles, but yeah. we'll save some mysteries for our listeners. that was so stupid (laughs) yeah most of the time it is (laughs) sorry scott (laughs) not yet my father actually had the same form of testicular cancel (laughs) damn it This episode is ruined, Christian. Ruined. My father actually. <sighs> okay, I gotta breathe. Okay, here we go. Such a sad part of this story to just be laughing heartily. <laughs> yes. Merry Christmas. Yeah. He has got t- t- testicular cancel. <laughs> okay, one last time. My father actually had the same form of testicular cancer as my uncle. However, my father survived where my uncle unfortunately did not. So he had an odd form of survivor's guilt. Sorry to <laughs> pursuit of nostalgia if you happen to be a fan of the show. Yeah. Remember, Christian is the one who doesn't believe in this stuff, so. Yeah. Now, when I was a child, my parents never told me that my uncle lived in my room. Never told me he died in my room because they thought telling me that kind of information would terrify a child who had already had issues with thinking monsters were under the bed or in the closet. Why did they say thinking? 
I know. Obviously, monsters were under the bed and under the closet. There's, there's Wait, like even in the closet under the bed. Yeah, even me as a skeptic knows that to be true. I had the I had the monsters. Search your heart. Yeah, and they weren't the ones from Disney. Dis Disney. Yeah, uh, that would be a first, right? Yeah, they were different than those. They were real monsters. They would only mention that he stayed with them for a while, for a time. They would only mention that he stayed with them for a time. But no one in my family ever told me he died in my room or lived in my room. This person said that, I believe. This is this is an important is this is important to note as the events occurring afterwards I cannot explain. I'm wholeheartedly an atheist. I do not believe in God, spirits, afterlife, any of that. But this one detail has me questioning everything and has stuck with me my entire life. Well, obviously not. Obviously, it's not left him questioning everything if he's still a full-blown atheist. I know. I don't know. That's, that's At least switch your mode to agnostic or something. I honestly don't know, man. It could be, could not be. Maybe there's like a, a culture where you have to be atheist on certain Reddit, you know. Oh, yeah, that culture is Reddit. It's not exactly. Oh. Okay. No. okay, that it's makes sense. through and through. Yeah. Okay. Because that's a little too hardcore into the like, I'm an atheist. Yeah. But I'm about to tell you a story where I wasn't an atheist. And I was like, every time someone was like, look, I'm a full-blown atheist and I don't believe in spirits, they followed up with, so anyway, I was walking down the street and 15 spirits came. And I'm like, wait, yeah. I thought you didn't. Hold on. Yep. It's very I'm confusing. To, I'm trying to grasp. That makes no sense. Does not compute. Fast forwarding to when I was maybe two years old, there's been nothing fast forward about this story yet. Mm. My aunt, my father, and my uncle's sister from out of town came to visit and the subject of visiting my uncle Maury's grave came up as it was only a 15 minute drive and right on the lake so it was a nice place for a walk. We arrive at the cemetery right outside the church. The actual driveway up to the church was a cemetery out front. Absolutely massive and some graves I believe dating to the late 1800s. Another church with a grave. My uncle's graves, gravestone is one of those that are flat with the ground with the name and and date of birth and death on it. But thank oh, you. so it's a, a gravestone then. Yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. Not a not a rich people gravestone, yeah. obviously. It's not a tombstone. No. But thankfully, literally within five feet of the gravel path leading to the church. So it wasn't much of a walk at all because it's really hard to go see old Uncle Murray at the graveyard. It sounds like it, yeah. Yeah. We got all got out of the car and my parents and aunt all huddled around the grave with me and just said that that, that that was my uncle's grave. They told stories about him, again, never mentioning that he li ever lived with my parents, how he died or where he died. My parents set me on the ground and gave me a toy of mine, only walking a maximum of 20 feet away just to look at other family and friends that had, been, that had passed away. I was sitting basically right next to my uncle's grave, also a, a good 200 feet away from the street, street so you don't have to worry about that i wasn't worried at all times i think people writing these are taking a creative writing class at the time either that or just like hella paranoid about what people are gonna think where maybe, he was sitting like who gives a shit where the street was maybe that's maybe that's the difference of being young on reddit and older on reddit maybe uh -huh. i don't know it's weird after a couple minutes my parents and aunt turned around to to me giggling and talking to seemingly nothing. Brushing it off as merely the babbles of a two-year-old, they thought nothing of it until it was time to leave. My parents strapped me into the car seat in the back, so they, they wanted to make sure you knew it was the back, not the front. Mm. 
with my aunt sitting next to me. They asked me, what were you saying when you were at Maury's grave? I was just talking to Uncle Maury. He asked me how I liked his room. My parents stopped the car in the church driveway and, and turned around at me. Then looked at my aunt asking, did you tell him? She said, no, I was with you two the entire time. Jokingly, my father asked me, what did he say? Well, did he say anything else to you? I responded, he's not sick anymore and he's sorry for making you mad. My father and him apparently had an argument shortly before his passing that was private between him and my uncle. Aunt and mother all cried with joy and I remember being confused. I had no idea what was going on. I remember a man aside from my father being there that day with the rest of us, but my parents and aunt were the only ones in the graveyard at the time. My aunt never let, let that go and always asked me if I he ever heard anything else growing up. My father still doesn't know where I found out that he lived in my room. As an atheist, again, I have to admit this could very well have been a family member talking to another about my uncle living in my room, and I somehow overheard it, but it was several years between his passing and my birth, so the topic felt almost irrelevant and my entire family didn't talk about the concept of death to me until the passing of my great-grandmother. The trauma felt like an unnecessary exposure until I had to explain what happened to my great-grandmother. Other events have happened in my life to pull me towards the chance ghosts could exist. My lack of faith always pulls me away from that possibility. Thank you for listening. That's like straight up stubborn atheism too. I know. You're like, well, I've seen some stuff that could prove that ghosts exist, but I don't believe in that because as an atheist, I don't believe in such things. And you're like, okay, dude, but because as an atheist, I don't believe in blind faith. Yeah, well, but you're gonna put blind faith in atheism in the in you it know, just, it's one yeah. thing to say I don't get it. Okay, I'm an atheist. Yeah. I don't get this. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's but, like no, I gotta hold on to my atheism yeah. at all costs to prove I'm a good atheist. I know, that's, and if you uh, say other words, I will burn you at the atheist stake. Yeah, and you're not welcome in our atheist church. Yeah, yeah. okay. Well, well, you don't call it a church. No, it's a church. It's their own religion. Yeah, my lack of religion is my religion, sir. No, it's fine. Whatever, dude. Have fun with your atheism and not knowing what ghosts are. But it's cool. It's fine. It's fine. Is it fine? Yeah, I like those stories. I like the, I mean, they're not juicy or like creepy or anything like that, but it is kind of interesting to think about, you know, children talking with family members that are no longer with us. Yeah. Like, it, I always wonder about that shit. I'm like, I wonder if my grandma or my fucking brother or some shit is going to pop up in Alice's life and be like, hey, what's up, dude? How you doing? Yeah. yeah. And then I'm going to have to feel bad somehow. I'm like, I have no idea, man, but neat. Congrats. I wish I was like that that atheist yeah. where I just didn't believe none of this stuff yeah. in, in spite of evidence. I know. My son never comes up to me. He's like, oh, I was talking to my uncle. I'm like, hey, tell that asshole to come see me next time, all right? Yeah, good. But, yeah, I think I'd be the same. <laughs> I know. I'm like, so why? And tell that little douchebag to get back here, man. He's like, dad, I don't use those words. <laughs> well, you do now. Yeah, I'll give you permission just yeah, this once. Just this once. Next time you see that ghost son of a bitch, <laughs> tell him his dad's waiting. His dad and his brother's waiting for him. Yeah. But I'm wholeheartedly expecting some weird shit like that to happen, though. He already does look at weird parts of the room and just starts laughing. Or Yeah, I've noticed that, too. Making noises, and you're like, that's not concerning. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. You're just 
seeing colors and whatnot, right? Interesting, interesting. The end. See you later. Got one more. Christian's got one more for us. How about you send it home? I was going to let you send it home. I read the last story. Yeah. And this one's short. Just like my temper. That is true. That is very true. And I'm sorry to everyone that it affects. In the spirit of Christmas, let me be better. Just kidding. On Christmas Eve, oh, this is by Mel. Thanks, Mel. <laughs> yeah. Good looking out, Mel. On Christmas Eve night, 1978, at almost or at about 3 a.m. in Klamath Falls, Oregon, I was suddenly awakened by a choir singing. The house was new construction, miles from the nearest church. I strained to hear any words that I could understand or a tune that I could identify, but I could not understand the language or tune. I did get a feeling of angelic exaltation, reverence, and gladness of heart. This was truly a heavenly choir lifting their voices on high, singing Hosanna in the highest. Is this a song? Or is this guy just talking about the song? Anyway. In an unknown tongue without a accompaniment of instruments, I examined the television, but it was turned off, as was the radio. I explored outside, but the singing was not heard outdoors. The way the countless male, female, and children's voices entwined together, the tonals going from operatic highs to the deepest bass voices in perfect harmony. It must have lasted about 10 minutes, but it was touching for an eternity. Yeah. I've talked about my story like that somewhere, right? Yeah. 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 That's such a weird thing to encounter, like to experience. But if I was going to encounter something like supernatural, that would be a beautiful, like if you just heard music like that and just like, like angelic (laughs) music, how amazing. You couldn't be scared, right? No, it would, it would like trip you out, but then you would just, because it's beautiful music, you would just listen. Hmm. And you know, like, I think maybe I can imagine that more again here in Alaska because it's so quiet sometimes in certain Especially places. Especially snow. Yeah. And so like, could you, that would just be, I'll, there'd be no way to explain it in certain areas up here. Yeah. So if it happened, like, that would be amazing. I would love that to happen. It, unless I was going to die right afterwards and maybe yeah, not. Like, wait, 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 wait. What's the, what's the context of this? Yeah. Why some, am I floating? What's happening? Yeah. Sometimes in demon movies, there's a lot of angelic sounding music that all of a sudden changes. Yeah. It's a goes pretty, the other way. pretty harsh reality. But since it's Christmas, if you heard this kind of music, that would be just yeah. amazing. You'd like lock hands, like the who's around a big Christmas tree and just start Ooh. singing along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That is an experience. I still can't. Mine was in Vegas, and it was just outside. Yeah, definitely. Demon. But it was in a it was in a neighborhood where there's no churches or anything around either, and a quiet neighborhood that never really had any noise problems. Yeah, it's kind and of, it was coming from the sky, so it was hard to you know like okay, where what is this? Yeah, what's happening? It was aliens. Yeah. Well, the fact that you know my roommate and then a friend of mine that was also there were the ones that pulled me outside to hear it. I was like, this is very strange. I wish I could find that video. It's on my Facebook somewhere. But that would be pretty amazing, though. Yeah. It was. It was a very nice experience. The first for test. what was probably government testing on something. Yeah, it was but probably, it's fine. It's probably yeah. a test. Hey, man, we just can go right down the road, man. Yeah, we can monitor monitor it from Area Fifty One. Classic. That's this, true. Yeah, it's close enough. Do we have to get Sidney Gottlieb's acid again and put it into the water system there in Vegas? Maybe. Mm. Okay. Mm. We bought the whole world supply anyway. So Merry Christmas, to Vegas. Yeah. There you go. That's a throwback to four or five episodes ago. Yes deep cut not super deep no 
It's actually surface level cut, but it's fine. Either way. You judging my... I am. Yeah. That's what I do. That's I have to keep this train chugging along the right tracks. You know what I mean? I get it. The people depend on me, Christian. I got to be honest with you. They depend on my leadership. <laughs> my clear leadership. Yeah, it's fine. I don't know where I'm going with any of this. I feel so lost this morning. Well, good night. <laughs> See you later, everyone. No. Yeah, so that's pretty much the extent of it. That's the end. That's the last story. That concludes this Christmas episode for you guys. We hope you enjoyed it. Christian, appreciate you putting that together. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already at Freaky Deaky Pod. And again, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to be giving away one of our Bigfoot beanies to some random person. Well, not random. We'll probably know who you are, and that's fine. To enter, pretty much all we want you to do is just share the show on your social media, whether that be a Spotify link, YouTube channel, or you know iTunes, wherever you're listening, pretty much share that link on social media. And if you want to share different links to different places, go for it. Share the show on social media. Send us a screenshot of you sharing it. And the person with the most creative caption will win a beanie. And I will announce that beanie either on social media at Freaky Deaky Pod on Instagram and Facebook. Or I will just directly DM you and ask for your address and stuff like that. And, you know, maybe we I'll throw on some stickers, too. I'll put together a little grab bag of stickers and fun stuff for you. That's it. Man, I'm really bad at this. I'm really bad at giving stuff away. Yeah, share the show, get in touch, and I will announce a winner on Instagram and Facebook within a couple weeks, so mid-January sometime. Just some time to keep your your head head warm. warm. Yeah, keep that head warm, y'all. Keep that head warm. Anyway, check YouTube for bonus Christmas stories that are going to be starting tomorrow, and we hope you all have a fantastic holiday with your family, loved ones, whatever you're doing. If you're alone out there, you're not alone out there. We're here for you, too. And you can reach out to us. We're available, right? I will be. Christian will be. I will be, too, at some point. So, yeah, enjoy the holidays. We appreciate you guys, and we will see you a New Year episode, I guess, right? It sounds like it. Uh, Is is it going to be January? Yay, New Year 2023. Another one. We get to go through another one. Yay, it's fine. It's fine. We enjoy having you guys along for the ride. Again, like and subscribe. Rate and review. Put a little boogie in it. Ho, ho, ho. Happy holidays. Let's open presents. That's right. Yeah. And our presence is your present. Good night. Open it up. Okay, that's weird.
testicles. Needs this coffee to cool off a little bit so I can just chug the damn thing. Oh, yeah. That's the worst is when it's too hot. That's why I always, when I go to the coffee shops, I always get a nice coffee. I'm like, I need this caffeine really? fast. Oh, no, I have to have it warm, but it has to it has to hit my stream pretty fast. But I have an optimum temperature range oh, that yeah? I like. Is there a specific degree that you have to wait for it to get to? It feels like it. You know what I found is just a quick little pour from a water bottle puts it right in the spot quick little pour from a water bottle yeah like i I usually always have a water bottle bottle nearby so if i want to drink my coffee quicker mm. i just pour you pour little, some water in there just a tiny bit you just water it down wow it's black coffee it's so it's gonna be it, it, it's okay to be watered down a little no bit. it's pretty black no i don't know that's like uh, to me it just sounds like putting water in cereal or something like that no not like that at all that's, a, that's that, well, the first vibe i got well, I mean, we drink two different type of coffees. I don't understand yours. Yeah. Obviously, you don't understand mine. No. No, I think And you... I think that's the fairest assessment or fairest agreement we can come to on our coffee items. I mean, maybe. Maybe, but who's to say, really? Some things we legitimately cannot explain. Logic, logic, logic. That stuff. Christmas congregating in my mouth. Why my tinfoil hat? Why Christmas? Christmas congregating in my mouth.
The problem is me. The problem is me. Logic. The problem is me. It was aliens. It was aliens. It was aliens. It's almost time to pee. still a believer some things we legitimately cannot explain logically Christmas 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 Christmas, Christmas.